happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning world, Shelly Shearer here and welcome to the show. So glad you could join me today. It's I love having you here with me. I want to talk today about something that most of us struggle with. It's a little bit like a knee-jerk reaction. Do you take out retaliation in a situation or do you like to find resolution? Those are two very different things, as you can imagine, but also they are not the average person's natural inclination to resolve. I will be honest, let me tell you a little story. I am hysterical, probably drive my husband crazy. I am one of those people that watches a show and if I even think it's the bad guy or they're doing something, I'm literally talking to the screen about all the things that should happen to him and he should just, you know, be killed in the next scene or arrested or he needs to go away. I go right <laughs> into all the revenge stuff. Now, I love action flicks. I have to admit for a girl, I am an action flick junkie. Right up there with my sci-fi and my fantasy are my action flicks. They are my favorite. I'll watch an action flick before I watch a chick flick any day of the week. So, yeah, I have this, you know, sort of, I get into the movie and I'm looking, I'm, I'm in there with them. But, you know, I had to stand back one day because I was listening to this on someone else's coaching or audiobook or whatever it was. I really couldn't tell you. I apologize. Where I heard this comment about, do you jump immediately to revenge or do you stand back and find resolution to situations? And I have to say... I can look back on my life and many times that just that knee-jerk reaction, and I still have it. What's different now is I have learned to control it. I, I take the time to breathe, just like I do when, you know, having a bad day or there's a situation I'm presented with that has got me upset or has my anxiety levels, uh, you know, too heightened. You have to stand back and say, <clears throat> okay, let me think this through. And also to have an attitude of, you know, this too shall pass. I'm actually having a little bit of an issue right now in the fact that it is a week here in Canada where we have a long weekend coming up. Canada Day is coming up this weekend and my family goes away now. Well, that four-day weekend is cut making two work weeks short for me in a timeline that has an extra client in it and I'm just swamped and I'm trying not to panic. And what happens? A court case from... 13 years ago that is still ongoing with a complete narcissist that uh, was actually finally arrested and convicted within the Canadian court system because he was a, a real estate a con artist, sorry, scam artist. However, going after the banks and the lawyers that all knew that he shouldn't have been doing these things has taken years. In fact, it makes me very sad that so many people could have lost their life savings and the government does nothing to truly make the process easier. This is why people can take advantage of the average person. The time, energy, and money it takes to fight these crooks is 
daunting and insurmountable for most people. We just happen to have a, a lady that is just a pit bull who just keeps, she just, she just keeps at it. Sure. I'm pretty sure there's a little bit of, um, was driven by revenge here, but yes, we do want to, we do want to put things right. We want to get even a little bit, but she's also looking for resolution. There's a, she's fighting not only for her own investment, which was significantly larger than the rest of ours as she had a mutual fund invested into it as well. But there are elderly people that were part of these two developments that, that just lost everything. They're, you know, they lost their retirements thanks to this man. So, you know, there's, there's a time to fight and a time to, to, uh, to resolve. But our knee-jerk reaction often is as humans, at least it is for me, is to, you know, get them. Let's just get, get that person. Someone slights you and, and you want to give them a dirty look or they cut you off and you flip them the bird or your family member uh, says something hurtful and you just want to lash back out. And the worst, of course, situation this goes into is, is our marriages because unfortunately, the, the people closest to us who we should be taking the most care of their feelings and their emotions tend when we are in moods like this or have reactions like this to get the brunt of our displeasure and our need to lash back and to lash out, which is so wrong, but so many people do it. This ties in very much to a, a reoccurring theme that I podcast on this podcast, talking about high functioning habits, not living in regret and changing your mind. Awareness comes first. Look at your life. Are you aware of areas that you are doing this? And once you've identified those, then you can take a step back and say, all right, I need to take a step back because I want to choose to have a different reaction. Now, I've had a life full of reactions. It's, you know, by nature who I am. I'm a bit of a knee jerker myself and I, I tend to sometimes act impulsively. At the same token, which is a, a little odd, I am known for the person that finds the solution. Even in my own family, who is incredibly dysfunctional, so many times over the years, when I decided in my 30s that I'd rather be happy than right, so see, a change of mind, uh, an awareness came that I changed my mind. Because I was just fighting with my family constantly. <clears throat> I chose that I didn't want to be that way. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, 100% successful. Uh, I've recommended already to get the, uh, the four agreements. And one of them is, you know, no, don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. I, you know, did a fair bit of that when I was younger and I had to take a step back and say, this isn't what I'm looking for. Someone made this comment once in a, in a seminar, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I had reached enough maturity in my life and seen enough heartache to say, oh my goodness, yes, please just bring me the happy. And I let go of that need to be right. It, I didn't matter whether I was right or wrong with my family. My need to be right and to prove them wrong and hurtful and, and blame them for all the things wasn't making my life peaceful. So I made that choice quite, quite a long time ago. And I guess I sort of got known for it because every time there was some fallout, now my sister's four years younger than I am and we are very different people. And as children, really could hardly stand each other. I, I wish I could look back on life and have a memory of a four-year-old, but you can see it in pictures. I am a, this happy little princess for three years and 11 months, and then she's born, and I pout in every picture. I have no memory of it. I, I 
have done therapy with it. I, I really just don't know, other than, other than the fact that obviously as a child, I had a need to be the center of someone's universe. And when that was pulled away from me and all the attention was given to this new baby, I apparently didn't like that too much. And as I grew up into my teen, pre-teens and teens, Angie was just, you know, seriously an annoyance. All little sisters are, but to me, truly, and I really had no relationship with her. So when we got older, again, it was one of those awareness things, made a decision, changed my mind. I strove to have a relationship with her. And it has had a lot of rockiness over the years. And in fact, now it's a relationship I've more or less had to give up on. We're never going to see eye to eye, but we are so much older now, but we are pleasant and civil and we just agree to disagree and I cannot change them. They probably think they'd like to change me. But for many years, I would keep going back to that table and resolving to the point where when we had a big falling out six or seven years ago, after about two years, we just I just stayed out of it. I just I just walked away. In other words, I barely spoke to to my sibling. Her children came to me and said, finally in tears, Auntie Shelley, you need to fix this. They wanted to have Christmas together because you're the one that always fixes it. And I thought that was the most amazing thing for them to have realized that, yes, it is true. I had taken on this role of facilitating and just making it okay so everyone could get along because I wanted those relationships. What happened the last time was I actually came to a realization that I didn't really want the relationship anymore. It wasn't worth the pain I kept going through to try and bring it back on track. And I felt that there were some areas that had just gone so far down a road that we were never going to reconcile our thoughts on a few things within the family. So then you have to just kind of let things go sometimes. But for a long time, resolution was truly the hat I wore in this family because I made a decision. And you have to make that decision for yourself. Where, when, and what situations in your life you want to start quit knee-jerking and decide that resolution and being happy is more important to you. And it takes practice. This is not something that happens overnight. The first time you're going to do great. And then the next time you're going to sit back and go, oops, crap. Why did I spout that off? Why did it just came out of me? I just, they said that and I just knee jerked. It's just, you just, just like you throw out your fist and you don't even realize it's connecting with someone. It's, it's an, an awful feeling actually, at least I found it once I was aware and was stopping it consciously when I do did it or do it. It really bothers me. So these are where, where good, high-functioning habits in your life doesn't always have to be taking you know your vitamin at the right time in the morning. It can be behavioral. It can be so many areas of your life. You Once you get yourself on a path that you've made your decision, you've changed your mind, and you're working towards these you know resolution instead of, um, of <clears throat> excuse me, attacking everyone, you will find the more you do it that when you slip, you're aware of it so much more quickly and you don't feel great about it. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And sometimes you need to go apologize too, but you'll be aware of them is what I'm trying to say quite quickly because your awareness is now open. And I said this a hundred times, you cannot unknow something. Once your perspective changes on how you view the world and how you look at your own behavior and other people's, that's a path that you keep walking down and it keeps getting wider until instead of just a narrow little rocky path when you start, you're standing in an open field and that is your future ahead of you because you're aware now. You can't unknow, which is such a fabulous thing. So I encourage people, 
read, travel, learn, just know about yourself and the world around you. And that is the only thing that is going to change what's going on on this planet is, is really as far as I'm concerned. Even all the great deeds and the great thoughts that, um, and the great works that get done. If people are not unaware of behavior and consequences, I find that lots of times there's just lots of uh, philanthropic tropic work that goes on around this globe that is, I hate to use this word, but it's ignorant. What I'm saying is a lot of times First Nations throw a lot of money and manpower and stuff into emerging nations without the knowledge behind what, why they're doing it and what they're doing there and you know, understanding the situation. It's one of the biggest things I say when I'm even mentoring someone in bookkeeping is understand your client's situation, understand the problem before you try and create a solution. You need to understand first. And then from there, run. Move forward and run. But you have to be open and be aware to, to start with about what the situation requires and what's needed here and how you're contributing or how you could be hurting a situation. I have now officially listened to enough TED Talks and, and looked at history to realize that so many times we as nations and as mankind walk into situations thinking we are going to fix it with very little understanding of the damage we're actually doing. So I'm a big fan of evolution. It's kind of funny. I grew up um, sort of being told evolution didn't exist because of course I was a Christian. I was raised in a Christian home. So when you're taught evolution in school, uh, I, you know, basically was, I hate to use the term, but I'm not brainwashed into thinking there's no such thing as evolution, which is a scientific inaccuracy. I don't have to believe that I evolved from apes to understand the concept that we are still evolving on this planet. Evolution is an absolutely real thing in our world and it's how we survive. It's how we adapt. And I'm really come to a belief system as I've gotten older that we need to let a lot more things evolve organically and naturally. There's lots of times when, you know, civil unrest and, and fighting is required. You do have to stand up and, and, and fight for change. But I think lots of times, uh, too many times, we go in with guns blazing, as the expression goes. And to, uh, to, to create that analogy with my action flicks, with guns blazing, and not, are not really clear on the situation. And I find that sad when we are doing almost as much damage as we are good. But anyways, that is all part of growing and evolving as human beings and as a society and as a world. We are so young still. We may not live in the dark ages and have and may have running water, but really I, we are still as, as, a, as a race so very, very young. Anyways, off that tangent for a second, and let's get back to our topic of, of today's discussion, uh, revenge or resolution. Resolving issues, and in my case, for instance, I talk about sacred gifts a lot, and I realized uh, during a course that I have a bit of a gift for facilitation, but I never really put a word to it, and I didn't understand I was doing it in my life. It's how I you know, was dealing with my family. I do it in my home life, I, di I did it at work all the time. Uh, when you're self-employed and not vested in a, in a business like an employee is, you don't get involved in all the petty water cooler crap of, you know, about this, that, and the next thing, because you're slightly outside of it. I always have been. So it was very easy for me objectively to look at a situation from the outside looking in and seeing both points of view, seeing where people just get entitled. Again, I love to comment that curb you're going to trip over for the rest of your life. 
uh, and people that just were small-minded and didn't understand what it took to run a business, what the bosses were going through. Everyone just wants to gossip and, and be negative. And that's not resolving and it's not moving forward. The sad part is though, it's easier. It is easier to lash out, seek revenge, complain, uh, when you are not willing to do the work to see both sides of a situation, when you are not very motivated to resolve a situation and to avoid conflict, then unfortunately all those negative thoughts, behaviors, and actions become your go-to in life. And that is just not where you want to be if you want to keep growing as a human being and to matter on this earth. You know, there's this great thing going around Facebook. I think I posted it on the on the um, Facebook uh, high functioning habits page about not having a to-do list, but having a to-be list. What do you want to be? I don't mean in life, finding your purpose, finding your necessarily, maybe your why, you, you know, people always talk about all these things. That's great. But just as a person, who do you want to be? For instance, years ago, I was in a course and it really was a huge help in my ability to resolve things with my family someone said to me from the stage it wasn't to me personally that do not choose not to be like your parents choose the parent that you want to be and i've used this example so many times in any so many of my uh, speaking things sorry guys today is rough I really want to talk about this, but I have this huge last minute crisis that was dropped on my lap and I'm trying very hard to have that mantra, your inability to plan in no way constitutes an emergency for me, but unfortunately this truly is a bit of an emergency and it has to be dealt with today. It's a, a legal issue from many, many years ago that's an ongoing lawsuit. We, we put, to, put a whole group of us put behind bars a terrible narcissist that took millions of dollars from people. And, you know, that's a great feeling, but then we'd still like to get our money back. And uh, that process is, is quite frightening. And the government certainly doesn't make it easy. They make it too easy for the crooks to come and take advantage. But anyways, uh, that is, you know, stressing me out. And when I'm stressed, I, I lose my train of thought. So I apologize. But it that comment by that speaker changed me. Like those things, those epiphanies that you have in life and you can look back on them over the years and you think, oh, yes, that, that was a pivotal moment. That was for me. Because all I can remember is I just don't want to be like my mother. Like I just, I just, we never got along. I didn't like how she behaved. She's judgmental and sarcastic. And, and she just, honestly, I could give you whole reasons why she's like that. And from her childhood, and she's just never stepped out of, of her knowledge of herself at all, and into any sort of power. And that's such a shame. But that took me years to understand. But at least at that point when I was younger, it was like, oh, that makes more sense. Because it was sort of the beginning of my path on the you know law of attraction what you put out you get back well if i'm always putting out there i don't want to be like my mother don't want to be like my mother i'm going to end up like my mother <laughs> but if you put out there i want to be this type of parent and that's what i chose quite when my son was just little teeny weeny i chose the parent i wanted to be and the person that i wanted to be doesn't mean i was perfect at it there's no such thing as perfection but it's always been a driving force for me to choose the type of person I wanted to be, how I wanted to react in certain situations. And I, sorry to take you back, I've told this story many times. My sister-in-law is a prime example of this. She worked, and so is my own sister. They never went that second step. Their whole mantra in life is don't be like my mother. 
And unfortunately, that brought a lot of bad things into their child rearing abilities as well because their focus was only on not being, you know, hard ass because my mother-in-law loved her to death, but she was British background, went through the war. She was a hard ass. My mom, just judgy and sarcastic and, and, um, uh, belittling a lot of the times, but that's how she was raised. They're doing the best they could with what they had. It is our jobs to choose better. Okay. You are going to get nowhere in life if you just keep blaming the past for your current behavior. That's not how this is going to roll. This is not how you are going to be happier, more fulfilled in your life and have peace. That blame game, that victim mentality has got to go. So it can just go with a flip of a switch, guys. Just change your mind. If, if it starts today, I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're 20, 30, if you're 80. Today's the day that you decide, you know what? That doesn't matter. And I want to behave and feel and have this in my life. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a practice. That's why it's a high-functioning habit. That's why you keep having to do it. You keep having to practice. So it becomes more ingrained in your system, in your mindset, in your actions on a daily basis. And then it's easier. It just always gets easier. Doesn't mean there's tough times, but you don't quote-unquote knee-jerk every time you're presented with a situation where you have made a decision to behave differently. Okay, hopefully that kind of makes sense to all of you. I could just go on and on about this particular subject, to be perfectly honest, but that would just be nattering at this point. I think I've made my point. Please take a look at your life and areas that you're doing this in your life and make a decision. You know I tell my stories uh, to show you that you're not alone and that, you know, you're only human. And yes, I feel this way. I have behaved this way. It's about the choice to be better moving forward. Would I have loved to have this much knowledge 20 years ago in my 30s? Yes, yes. But again, I'm not going to live in the regret that I didn't figure it out faster. I am just want to live in the graciousness and gratefulness that I at least know it now and that there is still more to learn. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.